0: architect's fans are seeing red after their guitarist retweets tim pool
1: ben bruce is leaving a dark void and asking alexandria by stepping away from the band
0: and evanescence hits one billion streams on bring me to life
1: today on the emo social club we talk about these hot topics new music that you should put on your playlist and our latest interview with story of the year
0: stick around we have a lot more coming up welcome To the Emo Social Club podcast, the podcast about music, news, and interviews. I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We are the Emo Social Club. We have some news for you. We got some new music recommendation, and we interviewed a band from my childhood, Story of the Year.
1: Yeah, very crazy. We were able to get in on this, at least. We did it in a hallway.
0: Yeah, it's in a hallway. (laughs) Um, This is right before their show at Concord here in Chicago, the last day of their tour with We the Kings and Youth Fountain, Friends of the Pod. Uh, so we we got a few minutes with them to talk about Page Avenue, talk about the tour, talk about what's coming up for them this year with When We Were Young Fest. Uh, really cool. I, I've loved this band for a long time, and they're super, super giving guys, super uh, nice with their time. They, they were running a little bit late because they were meeting everybody at their meet and greet, and... They were like, "Was well, it's going to run long because we're talking to everybody. And I was like, that's sweet and cool. And I like that.
1: Yeah, it, it was very cool. And they also talk a little bit about the types of fans that were there because we saw a few. And I was like, oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, make sure to stick around. We got a lot of that coming up uh, before we get into that. If you are a fan of the Emo Social Club, make sure you let us know. By following us on our social media, you can find us on Instagram at Emo Social Club. You can find us on TikTok and Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. If you want to watch video versions of every podcast, we have that over on our YouTube channel at Emo Social Club. We got video versions of new music. We got it for the news and we got it for the story of the year. So... You know, go ahead and watch the the full thing over there. You can also subscribe on our Patreon for extra content and to support the club. It is free to subscribe to get some content. And then you can also uh, give us a dollar a month for more if you if- want to get the full versions of some of our podcasts. Not this one. This one is the full version because yeah. it's so short.
1: <laughs> but if you want one other ones that we haven't put out that aren't full versions because you want to know more about the bands that we're interviewing you can go over there or if you want to see how we put everything together behind the scenes on the cutting room floor of uh things that would never see the day of light traditionally but here we are where you can see them yep Online.
0: we appreciate it if you could and if you can't we appreciate you still anyway
1: <laughs> just share it with your homies share Some, with your someone homies. someone has to have one dollar
0: drop a share in the chat uh all right well let's go ahead and get into it here is New music for you to get plugged into. Bad Omens featuring Poppy, V-A-N.
1: A song without the lead singer from the band is a bold move. It upsets some stands of Bad Omens, but the instrumentals added behind Poppy still leaves an imprint on the song.
0: Violence Against Nature does have some Noah Sebastian on it, though, just behind the scenes. He wrote and produced it while Poppy leads on vocals. The song is a take on modern darkwave and is about how AI is on the course to destroy humanity.
1: Which, big shock, but we love living in a black mirror simulation at all times. Alkaline Trio, Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs.
0: Our Chicago hometown heroes Alkaline Trio finally dropped a new album. Blood, Hair, and Eyeballs came out on Friday and it marks the first release with their new drummer Adam Willard.
1: But that hasn't shaken the sound much on this LP. It carries a lot of original vibes from their 2018 album, Is This Thing Cursed? Which shows them maturing in their OG punk emo sound, but still keeping it in line.
0: Bill Murray, Better Hell, Thick Boy.
1: The dynamic former Attack Attack member, Bill Murray, revs up his latest song with a blend of hardcore and country? The twinginess and traditionally Western guitar riffage would surprise some, but we aren't.
0: It's something that makes him stand out in the scene along with his silly, I don't give a hoot attitude with how he promotes his music. Hopefully this means another incoming LP or EP that matches the same energy he's consistently putting out.
1: Cheekface LP, It's Sorted.
0: Fresh off an interview with Anthony Fantano, Cheekface released their fourth album, It's Sorted, and dropped their first ever music video for their single, Life in a Bag. The spoken word beginning of the song is different, but transitions into melodic singing.
1: There's a lot of differences with their instruments and overall sound than what a lot in the modern alt scene are used to. But at the very least, it isn't another emo rapper. The theme of the album is existential and asking, am I a creative person on a capitalism hell wheel or am I super not cool and trying to fit into a collapsing world?
0: Bad Wolves, Knife with Skylar Accord.
1: Issues is over and Skylar Accord isn't done with music yet. He announced that he joined Bad Wolves on Friday and that the band's new song, Knife, is out now.
0: The song is much heavier than past Bad Wolves songs, and the guitar edition from Skylar adds that original issues groove in the chorus and bridge that helps elevate the track. If anything, it stands out against other hard rock type beats with the new edition.
1: Jiraiya Pinay
0: Jiraiya has been the ringleader in a return to the theatrics and music. A lot of his music really reminds me of early Panic! at the Disco.
1: The high notes, sounds, and distortion used, and the lyrics he produces reopens a lost area of the scene that we haven't seen in a while. He's been on Spotify's rising artist radar for a little bit now, and I think it's going to be the year where we see more of him in the mainstream. After this break, we have some music news coming your way.
0: And now, let's get into the news of the week. Architects guitarist reposts a homophobic tweet and becomes Tim Poole's new favorite band.
1: Guitarist Adam Christensen reposted a video clip from commentator Tim Poole on Twitter. Beanie Boy reposted an MMA fighter Sean Strickland at a press conference making homophobic and transphobic statements and also attacked Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Once fans of the UK band saw the repost, though, Christensen removed the retweet and then tweeted out himself, shit, that retweet was a total accident with three exclamation points. I don't endorse anything that guy says other than fuck Trudeau. Sorry for the panic, everyone.
0: Tim Pool responded to the controversy. The Architects is a great band, really great music. Everyone should add them to their playlists. Sam Carter gave a short speech at a recent show to respond to the concerns. The response at the concert, just to say, we love you all. Uh, it does nothing to actually address the real concerns of the communities that are impacted by like legislation. And these people expect that the beloved artists that they, they are, they're watching on Twitter and they're watching at these shows are ultimately going to use their platform for good. Um, I do, unfortunately, believe that we are pushing artists to be more outspoken about their incorrect, bigoted opinions. Uh, as oftentimes, there's more money in rock music by aligning yourself with certain ideologies or, uh, alternatively, uh, shutting the fuck up about them. Uh, and also, just to respond to the original post that he uh, he retweeted, if you're getting your political opinions and talking points from an MMA fighter, uh, you may also have brain damage. <laughs>
1: Gare Russell from Silent Planet posted about Temple being a, fasc- a fascist and dominate every facet of society and reduce women to the role of male property, which it's been a conversation. And Courtney from Spirit Box retweeted that post as well. There's also been a lot more online discussions about metal and metal core having a lot more conservative fans and the issues behind it. Since this isn't the first time we've seen this happen, for example... Ronnie Radke and falling in reverse and a lot of the things that have been said on his various platforms, but don't worry. The architects are endorsed by Tim pool. So the alt right's going to have a new Anthem. Now
0: spirit box is on tour with architects right now. And there are some people who are reminding spirit box, reminding yep. people that they dropped off the falling in reverse they dropped off the falling in reverse tour because of pressure from people who were upset that spirit box would be touring with a, a outwardly transphobic, outwardly bigoted person like Ronnie Radke. Uh, so people are also like, Hey, you're doing that, uh, now too. Um, on the other hand though, I, I don't necessarily like think, I don't necessarily think we need to be as like on Twitter about this with, architects. I don't think that there is a large contingency of people who are like, wow, I'm I'm just absolutely done with these bands now. We have seen that a lot of bands are actually getting more streams, more popular, more attention when they do say these things. And unfortunately it kind of is having the opposite uh, effect that we believe it should have from from the internet uh, uh from the internet response So I do think like we should become less sensitive to this, less surprised by it when our favorite bands, bands that we respect people in those bands that we respect to do this stuff. I'm not saying not to react, not to respond, but I am saying like, we should maybe be a little bit less um, surprised (laughs) and maybe, you know, be like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to that show now and just kind of just, yeah, refuse to, to support them on your own, in your own way.
1: Yeah, I think it's just so many things have happened with so many other bands, and we're going to continue to see it happen and come out, which sucks, but it's the reality of things, and it's just at a point where if you want to be an ethical consumer of music and just arts and entertainment, when it comes out, you can make that decision and choice to listen or not listen, buy merch, not buy merch. It's the kind of the same thing that we've said for years and years about supporting bands that have done other bad things as well in the past. Skillet frontman John Cooper criticizes Demi Lovato over abortion.
0: On a Christian podcast whose video has 1.2K views at time of this recording, Skillet frontman John Cooper got upset with Demi Lovato's song, Swine.
1: Demi's song is a hard rock anthem about women's bodily autonomy. John Skillet is vocally anti-vax and also released a book, Wimpy, Weak, and Woke how truth can save America from utopian destruction. The fact that he has like an entire argument about this song being pro choice and wanting to also be just more like sexually liberated being and equating it to being evil is absolutely like insane and wild to me. And in that same interview he did and just previously as well, he's all talked about how rage against the machine is government rock um, which is really crazy, silly, cool because uh, Cooper is very vocally anti vax and pretty much every alt right hodgepodge thing that you can think of. <laughs> he's also called out in other podcasts, he's called out Little Nas X for his basically him being a very out gay man and using a lot of Christian and Catholic imagery to tell his story through music and all these different things as well. And I just don't get why he feels he has to be the primary authority to make commentary on these things to this extent and to say things so just like very out there because it's like, hey dude, you're just in the Christian rock band skillet, chill. It's okay.
0: Yeah, I don't understand First of all, I don't understand the connection to Hamas. I don't know where this comes <laughs> from in the clip. I, I don't understand it. Um, it sounds like he's just making people who are anti-genocide into a woke ideology thing. <laughs> and he's like, this is just all woke culture that is uh, uh, making these kids go out and protest uh, the bombing of Gaza. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, it's woke. Um, it just rings to me as someone who wants to find some relevancy in modern rock music and wants to have a platform where he's trying to call out larger artists than himself and make himself therefore like known for it like i said the video has like 1.2 k views when we're recording this so it's not a well-seen thing uh more often than not this is something that gets picked up by a publication and then you're like oh i didn't even know about that but now i do so sorry and you're welcome uh, what I would prefer to talk about is that I don't think the song by Demi is terribly that good, <laughs> but that's just my opinion on the actual song itself. I'm like, oh, okay, but I, I, it's, it's not for me.
1: Well, as a normal person, you at least move on from it <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. Um, it's Hillary Clinton rock and roll.
1: Is Margot Robbie also in there? Just dancing
0: no. Margot Robbie. Okay. Is a. Mar- <laughs> It's, it's optics rock. It's like, yeah, I look really good for saying this. And it's like, okay, Demi. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything she's saying. I'm just like, can we say it in a better way that isn't so cringy lyrics? I'm going to delete this entire section. I feel bad. I'm not saying this. Anyway, it's not for me, I, but if people yeah. like it, I'm glad. I think that uh, John Skillet um, is just trying to get a little bit of attention for himself off of this uh the majority of people agree with what Demi is saying in the song. So it's not um he can he's entitled to his opinion, it's just that nobody agrees with him and it's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's I mean again, Christian rock band skillet. That's you're out there, you're you're doing your thing, and you're writing a lot of really strange out there books. So that that's what works for you, and selling also your beard oil on your website, then just just stick to that, homie.
0: What's your favorite song by them again? <laughs> I'm waiting.
1: Whispers in the dark with the Wings Club AMB.
0: I think the best thing we can do is create a Demi Lovato-esque AMV for I think the skillets. I
1: think it will really change the narrative. Here and make it more understandable and digestible.
0: I'm gonna make a skillet cover band called Frying Pan, and we're gonna do everything in the style of <laughs> Demi Lovato. Uh, and it will all be pro-abortion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Long time asking Alexandria guitarist Ben Bruce exits the band.
0: Ben Bruce, one of the founding members and prime Members.
1: Thanks for the memories. <laughs>
0: Ben Bruce, one of the founding members and primary songwriter, announced that he's leaving the band to spend more time with his family. On top of family medical situations, leaving my children means missing out on too many important moments in their lives. It's so important for me to be there for them as they grow and to be here for my family as they need me to be, which means, after a lot of thought, I will be stepping away from asking Alexandria. Thank you to everyone who has come to see me play live and listen to the songs I've written over the years. The memories will live on in my heart forever. I truly love you all so much for the years of support you've given me and Asking Alexandria.
1: Bruce has been in Asking Alexandria since 2006 and the band released their eighth studio album. Where do we go from here in 2023?
0: So I was actually a fan of Asking Alexandria back uh, in their early days. Um, I knew that the music was really dumb. (laughs) Like, (laughs) This was when I was like very hyper aware that I was listening to what was ostensibly bad music like attack attack and and bands that were doing these like dance breakdowns with heavy scream uh metalcore music um but i i I do think that asking alexandria got quite a bit better with their next two records after their uh their first one uh with the the warehouse scene with all the rain and and all of them wearing black t-shirts and having long black hair it's like yep you got a metalcore band (laughs) you did it um i i did fall off once danny warsnop left the band and they went to more of a country sound when he came back i was like no we're we're good um so i guess i haven't really been following asking Alexandria for a while but they're still a massive band they still have a lot of fans they still have a big impact on the scene um but i i, I don't know i think we're gonna see a lot more bands uh musicians doing this uh take that again I think we're going to see a lot more of these these bands and musicians stepping back, uh, taking time away from either touring or away from the bands altogether, taking indefinite hiatuses and and whatever it is to spend more time with with family and have these lives. A lot of these bands now uh, they they make enough money from streaming, they make enough money from other things. I, not all of them, but certainly many bands can can have a good living on things that they don't have to go out and tour and spend all this time and so I do think we're going to see a lot of bands as, as a lot of these these artists are reaching their 40s I think they're going to say you know I, I really want to spend more time at home and uh, we should probably be ready for a lot more people doing this
1: and I think that that kind of rains a lot here because addressing that he's missed a lot of moments in his kids life Um, that's kind of a rough thing to read, and that's probably an even more so tough decision because I know that there have been other acts and artists out there that do have kids, have had had kids for a bit, and they have said that they've missed, like, pinnacle moments, like hearing their kids' first words, seeing them walk, everything like that. So I know recently he did have a new baby, too, so I think that might have also been a trigger, but it's probably, like, really the right decision at the end of it. Just because, you know, if you have Ben Bruce, we looked it up. He has four kids. Go go, hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also, I've never listened to them at all. And I'm a, I had a lot of friends who listened to them in high school. I still have friends now who do listen to them still, who still have like the vin- now vintage Eskin Alexandria like band shirts that they still wear, try and true to this day. So I've never been connected with it. I've been aware that they just they've been there they've been there in the background. It's never been a sound that works for me, but I think still it, it's like you know if one of my favorite bands said, "Hey, we're not doing this anymore I would also be a little bit upset and I think it really does bring the reality of yeah, these people have been around for a while and they really grew up with us oh man, they are the same age we're around that same age range as us, and maybe they're doing something completely different in their lives but they're also like just you and me like they're just normal guys being dudes <laughs> <laughs> and when you've been consistently touring and on the road and doing all these other like promotional events and what they need to do to one like make an income for for being in music it's a lot to really balance that and have a traditional like family life it, that work life balance is kind of dissolved in a way unless you do have a really high really good network and connections and place where you are in your music career to be able to have a lot more stability, but that's very, very few and far in between. So it's very understandable. And I think too, we will see a lot of people leave the scene either for a little bit or for forever, just because they want to enjoy their life outside of the music scene.
0: I think we'll get a lot more like thinking about how, you know, Pete Wentz, too, has a handful of kids. Let me take that again because I kicked the mic. You know, Pete Wentz, too, has a handful of kids, and I think we see artists like that on that level. They're they're at a massive level, but they can definitely take some time off from touring to spend time at home and then say, okay, for the next year, we're going to go back on tour. Obviously, their money is a great resource to have when raising kids, so uh certainly they might need to do it just to make the money but they have enough money to be out for a year um i ideally i think we see more bands that do have a bit more of a long-term cycle of touring Why did the light turn off? i think we'll see a lot more bands that just take some time off to be with their family more often uh and not be on tour the same way they were when they were 19 on warp tour and just out all the time uh which i think is a positive thing for everybody Uh, less people on the road, more people at home, spending time with their family is not a bad thing to me. Evanescence joins the billion Spotify club.
1: Bring Me to Life has officially been streamed over a billion times. Last year, the music video also hit over a billion streams. The song is off of their debut album, Fallen, which was released in 2003. A deluxe edition re-release with various demos, including Bring Me to Life without Paul McCoy's vocals. The
0: band will be playing a handful of fests this year, including Welcome to Rockville and Sonic Temple, as well as three dates in Europe.
1: So this song wasn't originally supposed to have the male part in it, but their label, Wind Up Records, said they needed to add one in order to basically like sell it and pitch it to radio. It was also going to be on the Daredevil soundtrack, so it was like a weird balancing act which I find was really interesting, um, which I don't think a lot, there's probably a lot of songs nowadays that do have similar setups that maybe we won't know it's the same story until maybe in a few years or 10 years too, but it, it helped it. I do personally like the demo more, but that's beside the point. There's also something that's really cool is that the all the Billions Club is in a Spotify playlist that so you can go look up in there and see who else has surpassed Billions of plays, and one of them who is a little bit more recent is Olivia Rodrigo with her song "Happier," and Scene Staples, Lincoln Park with "Numb," and Fall Out Boy with "Centuries." And I just think it's really cool as well that Evanescence tries to keep this song alive in different variations, especially when they're on festivals. Because when they played Rock and Ring uh, last year, they brought out Papa Roach's Jacoby Shaddix to do mccoy's part so they're still playing around with it and having some fun and i just think that it'll be one of those like long lasting songs that we hear for uh, forever and ever
0: yeah i'm pretty happy this song uh has regained a lot of attention recently uh it's been in the memes it's in the it's in the cultural meme-itude of (laughs) of the internet um as somebody who bought fallen on the release day back in 2003 uh i feel bad that all of the listens that i i did on that cd did not count towards the billion Uh, i could have helped them reach that much sooner if they did uh but i mean i hope this means a lot more appearances and big tours for them uh so i can see them again see yeah see them bring out somebody live uh because i love evanescence and i'm i'm very happy that they're in that uh fairly exclusive club
1: it's a cool club to be in
0: Except for Centuries by Fall Out Boy. That doesn't need to be there. You're
1: just a hater.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think that um, it's nice that they're there for that. I wish they were there for one of their good songs, but that's fine, too. It's a
1: good song. Where? (laughs) The entire song. When
0: you're at a hockey game?
1: (laughs) No, when you're walking, you're hyping yourself up. To the hockey game? No, I don't know much about hockey puck.
0: Oh, well, they um, they play uh, Centuries there.
1: No, I, I, I'm i aware of that. I saw the Stanley Cup when the Blackhawks won. Did I really know what happened? No, but I was there.
0: But you heard Centuries by Fall Out Boy there.
1: Mm-hmm. And I had a good time. I, I just feel like you need to have a good time.
0: I can't. I'm hearing Centuries by Fall Out Boy. All right, let's get into it. This is our interview with Story of the Year.
2: Emo Social Club, we are here with Story of the Year. That is us. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm Ryan. I play guitar, and I play the uh, lead, lead vocals, dude.
1: <laughs> we really just need to emphasize. I that. Yeah. I don't
2: want anybody mistaken that I'm in the lead <laughs> vocal slot. Dude. No backup.
1: Nobody's ever gonna know.
2: <laughs> well, there is backup. You have a. <laughs> yeah, I do it staff, all. But I, I can sing it. both at the same time. I don't <laughs> know if you, you, you guys know this
1: ventriloquist, like projecting your voice all. I'm really over. talented. That's really crazy. <laughs> Thank you. What's also you. really crazy is that this is a 20-year anniversary tour. Yes. And you, this is the second time you've done an anniversary tour for Page Avenue. So how has it been now at 20 years compared to 10 years ago when you did the 10-year anniversary tour?
2: So sick of this album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you answer this time. i Um, I think the main difference is, like, culturally, like the Evo, Screamo, this genre, like, right now is having such like a huge moment that wasn't the case 10 years ago, you know, there were just, it was just kind of diehard super bands at that reunion, this and I feel like it's just bigger in scope, it's just because the genre is bigger in scope right now, um, and for us, just, there's so much nostalgia wrapped up in this record, that's the coolest part, that it's not just the songs, it's all the memories you have attached to the songs, and to share that, with the sold out venue full of people, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, pretty fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> Yeah, um, it feels great. It's great to have a record that, that, that we can play 20 years later, front to back, and people care still. And that, It's amazing. It's a weird thing. It does not feel that old, does not feel like it's 20 years, but time flies when you're kicking ass. <laughs> there you go. So
1: it's
2: can still, I say ass on you? The can you say, can
1: say yeah, ass. You
2: can say anything you want. Well,
0: I should well, press that. Reason, like, yeah, within reason. Like really How really cancelable right is this? Is this? Is this uh, oh,
2: man. I've
0: been trying okay. to get canceled. Just trying to pop off. <laughs> uh... <laughs> that is a joke just kidding <laughs> before just anybody kidding. thinks of that series that's a joke um so yeah how this nostalgia stuff has been better now i guess would you say it's uh it's just been going well because of like tiktok or or the internet just finally catching on to page Ave? i've been listening to this album since 20 years ago yeah so i'm like yeah for me i'm like yeah finally you all are here at the shows but is it just a new audience is it like how have people come around to page avenue now 20 years later and the audiences that are coming to these gigs, uh. I think it's
2: just all of the above, just everything—the zeitgeist, TikTok, Instagram, just all that stuff. Um, and the cool thing is, it's not just people our age. It's that we were just talking about this earlier. There are young kids, you know, like young, young kids, and then there's teenagers. That was people that are 35. I was just their VIP. You know, I just talked talk to a doctor who operates listening to the story here. You know, <laughs> so that's been the coolest thing. It's just like. It's the, it's the, it's like such a wide range of ages. <laughs> yeah, we had a seven year old at the VIP as well. A doctor and a seven year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> seven year old's yeah. favorite song is off of our new record. Yeah, two thousand five. And uh, yeah, uh, it's everything in between. Most of it's just the fans that have been into our band for twenty years, you know, and a lot of it, and uh, just diehards that are excited about music again. And then it's it's been awesome. But it is weird though. And night after night, when you ask people how many times, raise your hand if This is the first time seeing us. The crowd. It's the first time. Yeah, it is wow. just like so. That is pretty crazy. That's yeah. something more than just growing up with the album. There's something else going on, and I, you know, it's probably all everything you just said. Yeah, just how badass we are. I <laughs>
1: mean, <laughs> it comes back around. I mean, I will say like I didn't start to listen to you guys until like maybe five or so years ago, and then I was like, oh, like. This is a good band because it just wasn't a band that was around when I was in high school as popular in that
2: way. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where if you do make it through a certain amount of time and you're still going strong, Mm -hmm. that says something about your band. And then people who were questionable early on or didn't grow up with you or whatever, they find you. They're like, well, they're still putting out good music. They're still a good band. Yeah, it, it like resells itself. And it's awesome
1: yeah and I think with that too you have kind of entered into this new emo nostalgia revitalization are there any specific either emo or pop punk acts or even like indie core acts that have been around new or old that you're really vibing with right now
2: oh man the emo thing is weird for us because emo was different 20 something years ago it was a
1: wonder of a big
2: now it's an umbrella of a term yeah uh, cause we grew up with like sunny day real estate and promise spring and stuff. That was emo to us. Yeah. And you know, and then there was like punk rock and hardcore. And then it was like, everything blended all together over the last 20 years, which is really weird. So I don't know what is what anymore. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> what is considered emo? Uh, it's just everything. But, uh, um, I don't know. Whenever you just said that I thought of the Menzingers, that like was a band that popped into my brain. Cause like, they're kind of indie emo punk rock band. And I, f- I love that band a lot. So, um, I don't know. I love a lot of this one, buddy. We the Kings. There we go, wow. <laughs> they keep walking by, shout them out. You can go on this tour with us as well. You Fountain opening up. found Fountain's awesome too. Yeah, it's weird because they're more on the pop punk side. You know, I guess We the Kings is kind of too. We're on the heavier side of all of that. It all works together here. Yeah, very weird. It's all just that umbrella. Yeah. Back Keeping the, the rain way. off our heads. Yeah. It's exciting though. <laughs> Freeing back the genre blend and bill. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, as, as far as Paige Avenue, Obviously, we know the singles, Until the Day I Die, Anthem Over Dying Day. What was the, do you remember when the album was coming out, what the decision was to put those two songs out as singles? Were there any other songs that you thought should have been a single off the record that now you're playing them? You're like, man, we should have put this one out. Or has, How has that changed over time? I think we put the right songs out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever we did, we did it right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those were just the first ones we recorded. We yeah, went and did the like, bad person. So they are like, all right. we met with John Feldman Me. who produced the record Goldfinger and uh, he listened through all of our stuff that we had and he was like okay until the day that's I, 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 song. we'll rework it a little bit but we had that one already Like it was pretty close to where it is now and we just kind of knew that that was like that's our song you know, it was, it was always no question that's going to be a, a staple it did, we didn't know it was going to do what it did we didn't know it would have the success it had but, but we, some songs you just kind of know Anthem I don't know how that became second single That's kind of random but but I guess it was just the same thing. That that record just happened very nasty. I know we wanted In the Shadows to be a single for a little while because we wanted to put a heavier song out. Yeah, so we got to be the third single. Yeah, you know, Sidewalk. Yeah, we didn't want to put Sidewalks out. Because we were like, no, people are going to think we're wimps, man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were like, we we're 23 year old kids. You sure? We, we were very worried about everything. But uh, I still wish we would have put In the Shadows out. That would have <laughs> been cool. But. I think we kind of maybe did in Australia, but maybe I didn't of it else. No, Our Time Is Now was a single shoe, Australia, on second record. Did not know that.
1: <laughs> I can't. Well, I was in like, I think
2: they played, they started playing it on radio back in the day, but I we went there and we were really big that year in Australia on the second record. I'll at least say that back when I saw you at
0: Warp Tour, I think the year the record came out, and hearing In the Shadows Live, I'm like, it should have been a single.
2: Yes. should have been a single because this was going way too hard. We were gonna hard. go fourth yeah. single. We were gonna do that, but then we did not. Yeah, but uh, and they wanted us to take Sidewalks to top forty radio. Well, we did not do that either. We <laughs> purposely were like we were very like particular about. We were getting big really fast, and it was freaking us out.
1: You <laughs> didn't want to want to end up in like an early two thousands like rom com or something, teen rom com. I mean,
2: no, we, yeah, oh, her, yeah, we, oh, we, we could have we done were, a lot of things that we did. We were scared. It's scary <laughs> to navigate that when you're young and like. Trying to have street cred and be like, we want to be a cool band and we don't want but we want to be successful, but and it was different twenty years ago, like Cred and what was cool and like don't sell out, you know, it was yeah. like such a big issue back then. Uh now the rules are like sell out as much as you get in or <laughs> else you're not cool. And it's very different now. Yeah. But yeah. You can do what's right at the time. Figure yeah. it
1: Do you remember what any of those uh movies would have been if you didn't take
2: <laughs> Spider Man two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dashboard has a song in that movie. Oh yeah. That was in a BR, but we turned it down. No. Nope, You're, yeah. oh. You're welcome, Chris. I've told that I've done that before. A reality show that was supposed to be done like on uh, MTV, I guess we could say that. Yeah, no, no, There's no, something no, in guys should... Like Oh, so we probably shouldn't <laughs> No, no. Yeah, there, there was a kind of movie <laughs> things that just like and it was never the Spider Man thing was just like they, uh, we already had a video done it was going to be for Anthony Dying Day and uh, Joe Han from Lincoln Park had already done our video for that song mean mm. it was a really cool video still love the video but they wanted to put Spider-Man clips in the video Yeah. and we were just like Man, we don't want to be the Spider-Man band you know <laughs> like, that had to be like 40% yeah it was like yeah. Not, yeah. we changed the video we really liked it and it was more just an artistic kind of like I not want not do it but probably terrible idea in hindsight, in hindsight. but uh, but no I mean it's fine it's fine. I don't, I don't worry about it ever. <laughs> the other
0: day I said to my friend, oh, we should, uh, you know, we should put on the song for Spider-Man. And I was just going to see which one he said. He's like, oh, you mean the Post Malone one? I'm like, interesting. That's the one you went with instead of Vindicated or Hero by Chad Kroger. Yeah. I'm like, so you could have been in that like, particular
2: individual. Uh, like 30s, my, around my age, like 36 I'm, or so. I do. I do. Love the Spider-Man or the post Malone song. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Spider Man video. They're all good songs. By only because my kids listen to it all the time. But yeah. It's <laughs> a great song. Yeah. So hey, it's all what age you are, what you're into. It doesn't matter. I
1: was about to There's say no right. If someone wants to put on a Spider-Man, I like right now, I would pick from the newer Spider-Man's like formation. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No question. I put on
0: Hero by Jack Kroger. Everybody <laughs> no growling on their way was through it. Like Spider-Man. That was Spider Man one. One, that was, yeah. the first one. That was the one where he's like, I am so high. <laughs> Are you singing like that the whole time.
2: How'd it go? I'm so high, I just not hear. Oh no!
0: And then Josie Scott from Saliva's in it. Anyway, we have more questions. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you guys are from St. Louis originally? Absolutely. Uh, still, still are. What was it like growing up in the scene there? How has the scene evolved? What are you doing with? Uh, do you still like go back and do hometown
2: shows now? Like, what is the? What's the vibe of St. Louis in 2020? Do there tomorrow. Te- uh, there's not a lot of a scene there was never a big rock and roll scene i mean there is but there isn't like we were the only band that got signed out of for maybe ever you know back <laughs> before, out of st louis. No, i mean there was other bands there's a lot of smaller indie band stuff but uh we didn't have a lot of model to to follow it was just like all right if we work really hard maybe this will work out there was a band called the urge before us um that was the only band that was signed that had ever done anything nobody outside of st louis really knows them but they were like our our goal. Like we could do that. They signed to like mm-hmm. Immortal Records and then toured with Three Eleven and stuff way back of oh, the day. And they're still a staple in St. Louis. But um, going back now, I don't know. We love playing there. It's always an amazing <laughs> amazing hometown. We shows. still play there once a year. Yeah, we always kill it there live. It's it's amazing for us. Still don't know about the scene. There's a lot of bands that sound like Story of the Year now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Yep.
2: laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of great musicians there. It's just. It's, uh, it's few and far between when they get to a band that actually has some success. It's a would weird you, city. Would you at the time like drive up to Chicago? Like, would you come I to here? The I here, uh, the shows here in Chicago all the time. the Metro, and saw uh, uh, Ace Duo here, Suicide of She's, Goldfinger. I came. I used to come up for all the punk rock shows back then, and at the Metro, and that was like my favorite. hub. Uh, we played there way back. Oh yeah. I don't know if I was at that one, but I I you yeah. did. <laughs> it was like. Probably oh three oh four somewhere. In yeah, maybe did the House of Blues a million times. Yep. Never played here. This is newer. I remember seeing it at House of Blues back in the day. This
0: one's been since then <laughs> built. See, yeah, it was weird if this is newer. Yeah,
2: Concord Music
1: Hall.
0: It used to be Congress Theater right over there.
1: Congress Theater. And now it's completely dilapidated.
2: Yeah, uh, we just boarded up. I'd heard of that. Yep. I don't know if you're I'm thinking that. Yet. I think we did. Mm, I don't know. We've done a lot. I don't know. It's been twenty years.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Shows have, <laughs> venues have come and gone. So a
2: lot of venues have come and gone, especially in the last few years. And when the world did it, it ended a lot, yeah, of, you know, a lot of again,
1: with the, with the distance rule and yes, everything yeah, here. Five feet
2: away. <laughs> um,
1: so with a lot of the talks of what you had as the list and what the vibe is there, but also with what, who you've worked with, who you've toured with, is there anybody you would ever want to collab with? artist-wise on any upcoming tracks or music thing you guys wouldn't put out or any music thing you hope somebody would ask you to jump on?
2: I would, I would love to collab with anybody really. It's like we never do it. It's weird. We always talk about doing things and then we just don't. Like on our on Ontario Pieces, our new record, we had all these ideas of guest vocals and stuff. And then it, it's just weird. Something about our band, it just doesn't, we always are just like, no, nah, we just want it to be us. <laughs> I don't know why. We've done some cool stuff over the years with other people, but um, I wouldn't know anybody specifically. it like, would have to be friends. We have so many friends in bands that like, I would love to do something with. We were just talking to the VIP about how people used to do split seven inches and like cover each other's songs, like if, like us and Anne Berlin or somebody was saying Silverstein or something. It would be awesome to do something like that. It just never works. I don't know why. But I will. This is, this, this is the
1: call-out to everybody.
2: Yeah. Yes. Hey, let's do it. Who's in? Well, man, Who's in, man? Hit me up. Call them cowards if they don't do it. <laughs> I've done a lot of guest vocals on other records, weirdly. <laughs> We've never had a guest vocal. <laughs> well, uh, Page Avenue uh, uh, Falling Down has guest vocals. to so Toby 2 Suo and John Feldman from Goldfinger. It's like the punk rock song on the end of the record. But since then, we have not done a guest feature.
1: It might be time. It's well, 20 years.
2: On the new record, Kevin Scaff from A Data Remember plays guitar on uh, on one of the songs. That's okay. cool. But that's like not a noticeable, you know, it's like it's a guitar bar. So it's. It could have been him. Nobody would really know the difference. But you could tell it's Kevin if he knows
1: <laughs>
2: Real ones, no. Real, ones, Yeah, we did do a collab, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we have time
0: for one more. So I want to ask about When We Were Young. You're playing Page Avenue there, too. We're talking about collabs. You got plenty of other bands that are on When We Were Young from the scene that whose who's
2: set are you jumping into? <laughs> whose song are you jumping on stage to, to sing along with? Well, see, that first year was awesome. it was a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Big hang session backstage. Um, but I don't even know how we're going to play our whole record at that. <laughs> we, it was only half-hour sets the first time, so I, oh, yeah. I don't know if we're playing longer this time or we can't play page Evans in a half-hour set. It, <laughs> it's got to be just songs from it. Not, yeah. I mean, Co- Koki like said they're Apple playing the whole 70-minute record. On Twitter. Yeah, anyway. that's how I, logistically I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> they have it figured out, I'm sure, but yeah. that's not our problem. We'll get there <laughs> and be like, okay, we're only playing half of it, fine. Yeah. <laughs> if a riot happens, no, then nobody would care. So <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I think it. they played it all. I think they did. Like, I mean,
0: <laughs> no, I remember them playing the whole thing.
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I will gladly jump up and say stuff that be if it lends itself to, to happening. We don't plan things, man. We just show up and do it. Spontaneity There you go Have fun in the moment Tonight we might have a guest I told Travis from Weed Kings To come up and sing Until the day I die To make this is the last night of tour Whether or not that happens We'll see We'll <laughs> see We love that Brandon from Atreyu Came out in Nashville And sang with us As yeah. he lives in Nashville And us Oh yeah But it's always like Oh dude Come do it real quick Yeah <laughs> It's never a plan
1: It's like they walk Inside <laughs> and you're like Hey Yeah
2: <laughs> You 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 <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh hey you're there Come on up. Um well, sick. Well, thank you for being on. Um, this is the last night of the tour, you said, so. Yeah, um, amazing run, happy to do it. I'll be happy to play not the whole record again yeah. for a little while, too, whenever you we can play some other stuff. Yeah. It's great to be able to play the whole record, but some of the songs you're like, okay, come on. <laughs> Nobody really wants this long. <laughs>
1: they
2: want other, we have plenty of other records. Yeah. You're
1: like, will you play the new stuff, guys? Well, yeah. we play are new playing stuff.
2: new songs as well tonight um, from Territory Pieces. So it's been basically page Avenue and term since it's all we really have time for right now for, for promoting both. But yes, <laughs> well, excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for
0: hanging out with us. Thanks make, yeah. time for us. We really thank appreciate you. it and looking forward to seeing the show.
2: sweet. Thank you. Oh
0: yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for checking out this episode of the emo social club podcast. If you enjoyed this one, make sure to rate and review on your podcasting app of choice. You can also head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe, like, and comment over there. And, of course, we do have the Patreon where there is additional content behind the scenes, extended interviews, and more. It is free to subscribe over on Patreon, and you can also support us with a dollar if you would like.
1: Yeah, and remember, share it with your friends. Just get it out there. It's always good to just do uh, some word of mouth.
0: Yeah. From all of us here at the Emo Social Club, I am Brian. And
1: I'm Lizzie. Goodbye!
0: We'll see you next week.
1: Wow, that was, that was a real ramped up intro. I thought you wanted to be canceled. I so do. I so fucking do. <laughs>